2: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome to this episode of Pack-A-Day Podcast. Obviously, I'm not Dusty, Steve, or Sarah. Uh, they're not able to do the show today. So unfortunately, you guys are stuck with myself, Jimmy Christensen, and I brought on uh, just a, a real crowd pleaser and Todd, Todd Varney. So you're stuck with us too today. Uh, Todd's battling an injury. Uh, he lost a fight to a candle. So uh, we'll see if he's able to make it through the show or he has to tap out because he's in too much pain.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I dumped hot wax all over my hand and still didn't get burned as bad as Adrian Amos did yesterday. So uh, <laughs> I think we'll be all right to get through this one. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was he had that one flash, that one flash play, that screen, that little little pass to the outs, and he just he blew that up. So
3: that made up yeah. for like one bad one. Yeah, I mean that was the highlight of his season, I think so far. Uh, and I don't know what happened on that deep ball that he missed on. Uh, he just and honestly, probably one it was underthrown. Uh, he probably did the right thing because he wasn't going to be able to stop and and come back on that. If the receiver would have been able to stop, grab that, which it looked like he was going to be able to, he probably would have just, I mean, one move and he would have been gone. So probably take the PI in that case, but uh, not an ideal season for, for Amos. There was also uh, <laughs> one earlier in the game where he just sat down in the zone and was guarding the sideline where there was nobody. It was one of the third and longs. I believe, and he was guarding the the sideline, and there was nobody in the flat. There was nobody leaking to the sideline, and dude just curled to the middle, caught an easy first down. Like, I yeah. I don't know what's going on with Adrian Amos this year. Not he a, didn't want he didn't in want a contract year. Yeah, in a contract <laughs> year, not the best time to to do that.
2: Yeah, so it looks like we'll have a uh, we'll have two different starting safeties next year, uh, for sure. Uh, uh, and then go even with that too. Savage only played one snap. On, on defense, nine on special teams. So we made that right adjustment, but I don't think we have anyone to let uh, let Amos take some time off. But uh before we continue on, talking about maybe the things we didn't really like in that Rams uh, Packers matchup. What are some things that that stood out to you? Obviously we got the win 24-12. We could have had 30. Matt LaFleur is nice and didn't want to run the score up on his buddy Sean McVay. I on the other hand was just hoping they'd get one more touchdown just because our season needs it. We need some bright spots, and we could have another thirty-point game. I would have been pumped. But what are some things that stood out to you in the game? Uh, maybe kind of do Lombardi's bar style. What's a player you're uh, you to buy around for on that one?
3: Yeah i I think I'm going to go with Romeo Dobbs on this one. It was great to have him back on the field. Um, I know Christian Watson's been playing great while while Romeo's been out, but Romeo looks like a different type of player on the field. I mean, obviously he he's got a different skill set than Christian Watson does, but I don't think the Packers have another wide receiver that does the things he he does. He looks quick and athletic, you know, going and running those routes and, and getting some of those passes in the middle of the field that this team's just been lacking. Um so I I think Romeo's the guy I'm gonna go to on that one. Um it it was almost going to be our, our buddy Big Balls, Bob Tanyan, uh, mostly because he finally broke a tackle. Uh, yeah. It, yep. it, was, it was impressive. It was like a four-yard gain, but it was great to see old Bob out there breaking a tackle finally. Uh, coming out party, I think, for for him this week. Yeah. He's back. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, Bob's back.
2: <laughs> no, I know. When he gained four yards after a catch, honestly, it was – i i didn't think that was possible anymore for him so big ball big balls bob is back man
3: yeah that, uh, uh, the defender grabbed his ankle and i was like oh he's down and he's uh, <laughs> nope, nope. two targets one catch four yards so first down though and a first down and a broken yeah. tackle so yeah don't great stat line yeah he's back
2: no to go back to dobbs it was cool to see too Is like you mentioned him and Watson, completely different play styles. Watson's kind of, that is that big play threat all the time. And he's, he was doing some, um, you could see Rogers trust, trust in him, that contested catch in the middle of the field, uh, which was a really good one. Made me a little bit, a little bit nervous. He was dropping it just because I still have some PTSD. That's not completely away yet. Uh, but Dobbs just seems to be that consistent weapon for Rogers where Watson might not get as many targets. You'll still get those big plays from Watson, but Dobbs just kind of provides that. I think he might, if we have Rodgers next season, dep- whoever the quarterback is, I think he can kind of be that security blanket wide receiver. And then you have Watson just always threatening the defense anytime he touches the ball. Doesn't matter if it's a slant or if it's a go route, he can hit a home run anytime. I think, I know for sure Dobbs had three first downs. His first two catches were for first downs. So uh, definitely someone that I'm happy's back and just seeing him and Watson kind of play off each other for the rest of the uh oh, we only got three more games left for the for this short rest of the season. Hopefully, hopefully more, but for sure three uh it'll be fun to watch. I think for me I've I've given this guy a hard time uh all year because we haven't really seen him perform like we did last season and you could probably name about 20 players based on that description right yeah, there you haven't narrowed this down <laughs> at all <But laughs> i'm going with uh i'm going with aj dylan uh he i feel like especially in the cold you know how kenny clark and we saw this yesterday's mr december on that defensive side of the ball i think aj dylan is like mr december on the offense he's hard to stop in september you don't want to hit him then but add on top of that super cold weather He's just a bowling ball. That touchdown should have been stopped at the 3 4 yard line, but he he plowed his way through for one of his two touchdowns last night. Uh he played really well and to, hopefully Aaron Jones wasn't too banged up uh after that dive into the end zone, but if we get both of them, obviously you know Aaron Jones is killing it this year. If AJ Dillon's still continuing to to form into his former self from last season, like there is a real chance that we can run the table and hopefully sneak into the playoffs.
3: Yeah, obviously, uh, and I know we'll get into it, but some things got to break the Packers' way in order for that to happen, even if they do run the table. But, you know, looking at at A.J. Dillon's stat line, 11 carries, 36 yards, and two touchdowns. It feels like he had a lot more than 36 yards last Mm -hmm. night, Um, which, I mean, scoring two touchdowns will help with that, obviously. But he did have three catches for 35 yards. He had that long one uh, that got out there, too. So seeing him be used in the passing game a little bit more consistently Rogers actually hitting him in stride. It, it seems like that was an issue before is those little swing passes for whatever reason, for Rogers being as accurate as he is for some reason, it feels like a swing passes his kryptonite. Like he just yeah. can't do it. Um, <laughs> so when, when you hit those guys in stride uh, he got AJ in the one uh, Christian Watson on a couple of those little, little drags over to the left, that He mm-hmm. hit him too. Uh he he had one of those longer ones there late in the game. So yeah, AJ AJ had a great game. The the stats, aside from the touchdowns, the stats don't show what he did, but he was he was big last night. It was great yeah. to have him back out there. Uh a, a good compliment to Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones had a hell of a game too.
2: Yeah. Which is weird. Like his his game was definitely and like you said, the touchdowns are gonna do it. You score two touchdowns, people are gonna kind of focus on that more. But if I didn't look at the stats, like I would have thought AJ Dillon had, or if I didn't actually watch the game, I would have thought AJ Dillon had uh had a more productive, more productive day. Uh looking at that stat sheet was a little surprising. I would have thought it had been more than 70 all total yards. Yeah. Um, so we did the we did the buy around. So a couple players that stood out in a positive way. We cheated and both said two. Uh who uh who on the other end of it, you already mentioned your boy Adrian Amos, but Who's who's paying the tab? Who didn't maybe uh, do so well yesterday against the Rams?
3: You know, I wanted to do somebody other than Adrian Amos. Uh, yeah, because we already touched on him. I'm gonna cheat and go two again on this one. I'm gonna go Joe Barry, and it's it's not it's not for the typical because look, the defense gave up less than 200 yards. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so it's it has nothing to do with the production of the defense. It has to do with, for another week, Devontae Wyatt has less than 10 snaps. Yeah. He's, when he's getting in there and getting his reps, he's absolutely destroying the opponent. He's doing his job when he's in there, and they d- just don't put him in there. Uh, so Joe Barry can pay the tab for negligence, for not <laughs> putting Devontae Wyatt in there. Uh, yeah. I, I Like, I... I understand we don't get answers for a lot of stuff. We we get coach speak. I need an answer of why Devante Wyatt is seeing fewer snaps than Dean Lowry. That just, it, it, it does not make sense at all in my brain as to why that's happening.
2: Yeah. For someone to get nine snaps and you have half of a sack, two total tackles, one, one QB hit like, there's no reason for you only to get nine snaps. Like there's, there's zero reason for that to be the case. Uh, it's not like it's those nine snaps where Dean Lowry or Kenny Clark just need to get a breather. Like he should be someone that you're putting in there consistently. And it, uh, I don't know, at least the one hope, hopefully make the playoffs. If we don't, the first thing that needs to happen is Devontae Wyatt becomes just a starter and you let him get all the reps that he can uh, before going into the off season. But I'm with you Uh that, yeah, no, that's absolutely insane.
3: I will uh, say it's it's starting to even out a little bit. Uh Dean Lowry only had 11 snaps and Devontae Wyatt had nine. So it's starting to even out, but they just ran a lot of of the only person or the only two guys on the line that had uh, more snaps were Jerron Reed at 28 and Kenny Clark at 32. Yeah. So...
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you make
3: decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
2: Yeah, we'll see. Maybe it'll change. Probably not. It's Joe um, And it's already this late in the year. If, it's not gonna ch- if it didn't change yet, it's not going to. Right. Uh, did you say you had a second one? Or was uh, Joe
3: Barry your second? Joe was my second. Adrian Amos
2: was first. I got gotcha. you. Uh, last thing on the the Joe Barry defense, I I know players have to get blamed for this too, but to allow Baker Mayfield to complete what was it like third and seventeen they or third and fifteen they got in the first drive. Then it was later on another third and twelve. Two of their four third down conversions were three and over ten yards or third and over ten yards, and they uh yeah they line I up know. at the marker. And I don't know if
3: up. you I don't know if you saw my tweet last night or not uh Jimmy but my stats department did some extensive research found yeah. out since the merger the Packers are the worst team in 3rd and 10 or more yards uh so that's my stats yeah. department I I don't trust them uh worth anything cuz it's really just my my brain and what's in my head uh, I yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't look anything up uh, but it, it feels like that there has never been a team that's this bad on third and 10 plus. Like, yeah, you get a t- team's get third and 12 against the Packers. and they're like, we got this. Keep going. It's weird that like, I almost would rather see,
2: like, I feel more confident fourth. seeing. Yeah. yeah during like a, four. Between a third and four and seven. I'm like, okay, we could stop this. I see like three and 12, and 12. I'm like, uh, okay, they're getting that first down. We'll,
3: yep. we'll stop them next time. Yep. And the cornerbacks start backing up 15 yards. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, what are we doing here? It's insane. Yeah. Uh, but to keep, to keep with the
2: cornerbacks, my person that just still befuddled on is <laughs> Razul Douglas. Like you get that interception. You've, you had some plays too, that just weren't great, but you finally get an interception and you act like this is a last second play. We need to get a pick six. Where we lost the game and you throw it to just absolutely no one. Thank God. Andrew Amos got that fumble. Save the, save that. Yeah. Uh, but what what are you doing? Especially after we just saw the Patriots Raiders game.
3: Yeah. The like, day before end like that. I'm if if I'm a coach anytime after that game, I'm telling, even going in like the next couple of weeks here, like, hey guys, remember that? Don't do it. If you think it's a good idea, don't do it. Okay. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but, that was and, unless we specifically call the play to start pitching it do not pitch it. Yeah. Ever. That, that had to be one of the dumbest
2: plays I've seen all season. And I obviously the, the Patriots one is the dumbest, but Razul, you were right in second place on that one. That was just yeah. absolutely idiotic. Um, but to move on past that game. Now, uh, I want this episode to be a little bit sure, mainly so you don't have to deal with Todd and I for very long. Cause then you'll probably never likely come back to pack a day again. Uh, We mentioned a few times, we're hoping the Packers make the playoffs, just like I would say most of you, unless you want them to tank and get a high draft pick, which I don't agree with, but tis what tis. right now. We need the Packers obviously need to win out, beat the Dolphins in Miami, uh, and then beat two division rivals, the Vikings and the lions at home at in Lambeau. We need Washington to lose, uh, two out of the next three games and Seattle to lose one game and they play the Chiefs next, so that'll probably happen. Washington has Niners, Browns, Cowboys. Um, that last week against the against the Cowboys, I'm not too confident in because Cowboys already clinched, so they'll probably start resting players. And who knows with the Browns. Um, I think my hate of Deshaun Watson is more than my <laughs> want for the Packers to be in the playoffs. So I don't know how I feel about that game. Uh, but Todd, what are the chance Right now I know our chances are at like 12% or something super low like that, but we're irrational packer fans so like what do you actually see happening in this playoff race do we have a chance
3: yeah so according to 538 the packers chances are eight percent okay I was uh so a little less optimistic than than you are i know that that was a number i had told you previously <laughs> so I will, I will just completely bury you on that one again don't trust my stats. I know department. that was I like, that was my fault for just yeah. going with it without looking. So. yeah, now now that you know the inner workings of my stats department, Jimmy, you you should <laughs> know better than to believe me. Uh I don't know. I've said it all year like this team just until there is no chance I will believe because Aaron Rodgers even though he's not having a great season, I still don't know that there's a quarterback that gives you as good a chance to win every single game as he does. Uh, I I know this season and, and the last couple of seasons, like Josh Allen, Patty Mahomes, obviously there are other good quarterbacks out there. Tom Brady just seems to always find a way to win. But I think just like, you're never out of it with Aaron Rodgers, And you're talking, okay, so what do they got to do? They got to go beat three teams. Okay. They can do that. Two of them at home. Great. They can do that. It's are the are the chips going to fall the rest of the way? And and how do they respond if there's a hiccup? So. I'd like to say, yes, I just the way football has went this year, I don't feel like the football gods are are shining their light on the Packers. Uh, And and I find it hard to believe that they're going to everything's going to go the way that it needs to. And they're going to sneak in.
2: Yeah. And it is, I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I hope it happens. But then when you look at what we, what, what needs to, what the games need to play out with like Seattle needs to lose to the Chiefs next week. And that takes care of them. That's probably going to happen. Commanders need to lose to um, the Niners next week. Brock Purdy is the second coming of Christ. That's probably going to happen. Then you have Browns and Cowboys could go either way. Like there's, It is possible, and I think that's the part that sucks the most. It's like I'm already kind of convincing myself, like, oh, yeah, this is good. The biggest test is I do think this Dolphins team, the Vikings at home at Lambeau, I think we have a pretty good shot against. Um, But this Dolphins game is going to be tough. Uh, I think if we beat the Dolphins next week on Christmas, uh, my confidence is going to be ridiculously irrational. I'm going to already start looking at playoff tickets for away games. Cause we won't have any home ones. but <laughs> it. Mean, uh, I think, I, I don't know, man, like you said, until we're out, I'm going to, I'm going to think it's going to happen. And if we get hot at the right time, then who knows, who knows? NFC is wide open that all the teams seem to suck. Except the Eagles. Well, um, and, and look
3: at how the Packers played the Eagles.
2: Like Yeah. Any given Sunday, man, you never know. We just need that to line up for like seven, eight weeks in a row. Um, Let's go ahead just a quick preview. Like we said, we need to go, we need to go one to zero this week against the dolphins. Uh, the offense is definitely scary. Tyree kill Waddle ridiculously fast. Mozart killed us in the playoffs. I'm never going to get over that. Um, they're a good team. They they put up a good fight against the bills. How do you see this game going? What do the Packers in your mind need to do to actually
3: uh, yeah, leave Miami I, with the win? I was, I was feeling pretty confident because like you just said, like, any given sunday and the the dolphins have kind of been you know up and down you just you don't quite know with them um and so i was like okay this can happen and then earlier this afternoon i saw a tweet that reminded me that raheem mostart is on their team and i was like okay never mind uh, this isn't this isn't going to work out well so i'm like i said i'm hopeful i think they can do it i i don't know that the packers can get it done in Miami uh, on Christmas Day, I it just it feels like one of those games that they just find a way to lose. Yeah, no, and I, I I'm weirdly confident
2: in our confident in our offense again, especially with Aaron Jones playing like he has and AJ Dylan starting to to come back up. I think I think our offense is going to be fine. Their defense isn't anything to be super worried about. Obviously they traded for Bradley Chubb. He's really there. They got Christian Wilkins in the interior, but I think our offensive line has been playing fine, especially if we get Bakhtiari back, which I'm not banking on, but it'd be an added bonus. It's the defense of, it just seems like our defense is the perfect matchup for this Miami offense. They like to go to the middle of the field. We suck in the middle of the field. They're super fast Or their their kryptonite, and the forty nine ers showed it. The Bills did a little bit. Is playing aggressive at the line of scrimmage. We have Jair can do that. Not interested. No, he's gonna go fifteen yards off and just say, "Hey, keep doing keep doing dig routes to Tyreek and Waddle." We'll let you just slice us. So unless unless Barry just for the first time in his entire career plays aggressive for an entire game, uh, that is probably my biggest worry about this game. Is just Tyreek. Having 200 yards by halftime Because we don't play him like we're supposed to And like the last two weeks have shown To play Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle But uh, hopefully I'm wrong Hopefully Matt LaFleur Gets in Joe Barry's ear I don't have the confidence in Joe Barry To, to think he's going to come up with that on his own um, So we'll see But for the game to go our way Our coverage has to change The soft stuff's not going to work
3: But I'm not confident in them changing <laughs> No, it's just – it, and I I said this going into the Bears game. This team is going to win against the Bears and go into the bye and keep hopes alive, and then they're going to come out of it and beat the Rams and keep hopes alive. And And then ruin Christmas. Yeah, why not? I mean, at least it'll be somebody else this year instead of me. Like (laughs) – you know, family will be happy at least it yeah. wasn't me that ruined Christmas for once. Yeah,
2: you'll be the least of their concerns. <laughs> all I'm thinking of is that office meme of Michael Scott: "Happy birthday, Jesus! Sorry, your party so lame." <laughs> that's all that's going to be going through my mind the whole Christmas. After three o'clock, if we lose this game, I'm going to be unbearable. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, we're going to keep this one short. We're going to wrap it up real quick. Uh, tomorrow, or yeah, tomorrow you should have the normal Packaday crew back on here. Uh, appreciate you guys dealing with Todd and I. If you have not turned it off already, uh, if you did turn it off, honestly, I don't judge you. I probably would have done the same. Uh, but Todd, before Why are you uh,
3: telling me you're not even listening anymore. Yeah, good point. Uh, before we be. uh,
2: before we hop off, uh, Todd, where can the folks follow you?
3: Yeah, jump on Twitter and give me a follow at the Todd V, uh, and catch me doing every other show that Jimmy does as well.
2: Yeah, which is Lombardi's Bar every Wednesday, seven o'clock Central Time. Be there. On brand off topic comes out on Tuesdays. Uh follow me on Twitter at Jimmy underscore C08. Uh go ahead, follow Packaday on YouTube, on Twitter at Packaday Podcast, or something close to that, honestly. Uh, i'm not entirely sure. But thank you guys for listening. And as always, uh, enjoy these next few weeks of Packers football before they're gone. Uh go Packo.
3: Go Packo.